You are listening to the Bondzilla Podcast. The Bondzilla Podcast is a bi-monthly analysis of two of cinema's longest-running franchises, James Bond and Godzilla. This week, our favorite giant metal version of The King of the Monsters returns, as well as a few other familiar faces. It's 1993's Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another spectacular, hopefully spectacular edition. Don't want to yeah. jinx. Knock on some. <laughs> yeah. Knock on some. Don't want to jinx ourselves. Because, oh, good. Because uh, I'm a bad ch- person. Yeah. It's mm. like it'd be a spectacular episode, bitch. <laughs> well, this is going to be uh, another fun episode, at least for yeah. us. I'm yeah. not sure for you, but for us, it's going to be another fun episode. The Bonzilla Podcast. Yeah. Uh, I'm Will. And I am Nick. And um, Godzilla, we are back this week. Yeah, so more, more Gajira. I am excited because we are going to be opening up this episode, in which this is very well-timed. Because, <laughs> is it very well-timed? Yes. It's pretty well-timed. Decently well-timed. Decently well-timed. Uh, because we have we have just been gifted with so much Gojira news, Nick, that I'm just... I'm just happy to talk about. I thought you were going to say something else completely. No, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm excited, man. Well, you, like you were, I was, you were like, you know, like going for your chest. You know, well, cause, no, yeah, it was because it's like it, it's just it's can't this handle not in my stomach of joy, and and my stomach's all the way up here. Yeah, but it was one of those things where this was my waiting for the Avengers trailer. Yeah, like you know, we've had the Avengers trailer, we had the Captain Marvel trailer, but I'm that guy in the meme uh, with the girl. Like, you know, like, and the girl has, like, Avengers Endgame on her head, and I'm looking back, and the oh, other girl oh, the, is that, like, that one. Yeah, I'm the meme, I'm the guy. Yeah. The, the, the red dress. The guy likes the re- girl in the red the, dress or the, something like that? Is the, that the, the guy? Well, it's just, like, the guy looking at the other girl and, like, how, yeah, that meme. Yeah, the yeah, so I, I'm that guy for this trailer, because this was, so basically what we're talking about is the Godzilla King of the Monsters yes. trailer. The second sort of trailer that we yeah. had for this movie. And this was a trailer that was definitely in that period of like, all right, this weekend, this is the this is yeah. when it comes out. Yeah, then it's it didn't basically come out. like, hey, like it's coming out this weekend and then it eventually came out on what, Monday? Yeah, yeah, because it came out on a Brazil like uh, Comic-Con. Yeah, because there, there was a Marvel panel yeah. where they showed some Spider-Man footage. I think it released online, and it was also King of the Monsters panel. Yeah, and then we had so then it came out that day. So we, I, I thought we'd dedicate some time to talk about this, yeah. this, this trailer because uh, I was super excited for it. And I posted about this on my own social media. And, and Nick, I am... I am. I don't like. How should we define this trailer? How? What are we expecting from this movie? Will it be a a beautiful feast to the eyes metaphor of how nature has its grip on humanity, or is it just a batshit crazy monster mash fest? Why not both? I either one, Nick. I am on board. I was all about this. Like this movie cannot come soon enough i mean i've just as we've talked about on this podcast this has made me really love both of these franchises uh like more Mm -hmm. as it goes on but like with the like i am now like i've always been i have and always will be the godzilla guy 
in our friend room. Remember. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's our next. Remember, our next one is Star Trek right. and what something else. Yeah, Star yeah, Trek yeah. and Transformer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I, w- I was just like, I this movie cannot. This movie cannot come. It's, it needs to come soon enough. It was just. It really like it's striking how much like emotion I get from these trailers now that I know mm-hmm. Godzilla. It is really interesting just how. This one, and like you know, we're we'll get to it eventually. We're both major fans of the 2014, the first Godzilla. Sure, sure. Uh, in this series, the the start of the the MonsterVerse over at Legendary, yeah. we're both big fans of that movie. But this one is really, I just feel like evoking that kind of magic of especially like just kind of those really fun Showa era films mm-hmm. in combination with kind of the heavy themes that we've seen in the Heisei era. It's kind of like, yeah. it's a nice kind of combo of like what makes the Godzilla franchise so fun mm. and interesting and unique. Um, especially cause we're really, you know, expanding on our monsters. I mean, we've seen, we've seen our Zilla, we've seen our Kong in this yeah. universe, but like to see our, our three, our three main, you know, new yeah. monsters of, of you know Ghidorah, Mothra, and Rodan, just like in the flesh, and and see them in yeah. in this way is just super cool. It, it's 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 really exciting, um, because and it's a different type of trailer than the Comic Con Claire de Lune trailer. Yeah. So it's like this this trailer is a little bit more of like your. I want I don't want to say standard, and it's only saying standard because the Claire de Lune choice was so unique yeah um and very distinct right and but this one still had all the imagery that we love about that 2014 one and was promised in that uh claire de lune trailer and um yeah this one uh just was real and but i i don't want to call it a standard this is what i was getting at was because like it's still kind of like cut in that way where (laughs) I can't really piece together like what's happening in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of questions to be had. Yeah, because like there were guesses I had mm-hmm. uh, before, and now with like some more footage, like I'm like, oh wait, is Mothra gonna fight Rodan? Because that could be like there's like some scenes in like the trailer that make me think like, is that gonna happen, or or is Rodan gonna fight like Ghidorah? Uh, I I know Rodan. Is definitely going to kill a lot of people. Yeah, I think Rodan. Like, there's that one shot of Rodan flying over, which is very um, uh, convenient for the episode we're going to talk about today. Uh, But there's that episode of him flying over the city, not the one with the giant shadow, but that one where that poor dude just gets (laughs) tossed up in the air in the wind. Like that guy's definitely dead. Yeah. Um, But uh, what there. There, I, I have something like specifically about. I, I really feel like whatever this Rodan sequence is is going to be because everything like him coming out of the mountain, I was just all. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so good. Yeah. Um, and then there's like that one shot where Rodan does like that flip in the air because I'm always like curious at like how they want to make the monsters like uh, like you know destroy and attack other things to make it dynamic. Um, we got our first looks at uh, Ghidorah and Mothra. Yeah, our first like, kind of full yeah. look at Ghidorah and Mothra. Yeah, uh, Ghidorah is... Uh, well, and Rodan, but like yeah. really like, you know, we've, we've been teased on those two a lot. Well, we should also say that Bandai Tamashi, um, SH Monster Arts, they revealed uh, the figures for all four of the monsters yeah. uh, in this film. So we had kind of known what they would look like. Rodan, we kind of knew. Uh, Ghidorah looks like Ghidorah. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about the... Um, about Godzilla is that they did slight little design changes to Godzilla uh, where 
they changed the spikes on his back, so his spikes are the same spikes from the 1954 film, mm-hmm. as opposed to the uh, ones that were in the 2014. Yeah. So very slight designs. In, in, in a tradition of basically the Godzilla, the Godzilla costume or the Godzilla design, basically mm-hmm. slightly changing every movie, even if it's barely noticeable. Right, right. See, that's really they're capturing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, the biggest one we saw was our first full look at Mothra. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, could be the one that we could consider the most controversial of them, as I've been kind of like looking through like the Godzilla web. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I mean, I don't know. I dug you've it. You got the um, regular web. You got the dark web, and then you just Godzilla, Godzilla web. The Godzilla web over to the side. Um, like what? What did you think of the looks of the monsters? I mean, I think they all look like they should. Yeah. To be quite honest, I mean. Yeah, Mothra's got the most distinctive, like, newish, yeah. I guess, design, but to me, it still looks like a Mothra. Yeah, design. I was happy that the. I was kind of like, in the toy, it's the design and the wings. They still have the wings, which also, another fun fact in design, Doherty said that um, the director said that the wings on Mothra, or the shapes on Mothra's wings, are to resemble Godzilla's eyes because in nature the reason that butterflies have those symbols on their eye on those symbols on their wings is so they look like giant eyes mm-hmm. so it like scares off predators yeah uh, so be given that Godzilla is one of the alpha predators yes. within this world which it gets to a theme that I'll talk about in a moment that's why the that's the in world reasoning for yeah. this but I felt I liked it I was all I was down for it because. I'm into them kind of taking that direction with this. I was way more on board when I saw her in the trailer, mm-hmm. like in the few shots that we see. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I thought like, and I and I was kind of like bummed out in the toy, like, oh, I would have not mind the blue, like mm-hmm. making her blue. But it seems like in the trailer we like that's like maybe her powering up or something. Yeah. So it seems like she she will have both uh, forms or or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, Millie Bobby Brown is definitely a psychic. In yeah, this movie. yeah, yeah. I was gonna mention. I think <laughs> the just, more I've just, seen the, this trailer multiple times, and I'm like, there's no way she's not a psychic. Yeah, or like, or something too. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be not as casual psychic as we've seen. In no, these no. I mean, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a big deal psychic. Yeah, yeah. I think that's gonna be their. I think that's gonna be their thing. I was happy to see that we're gonna get uh, more. As I mentioned to you off mic, we're gonna get more Ken Watanabe. Yes, just sort of. Yeah. Like I'm surprised, not nonsense, but awesome. Like kind of wisdom. He's like, you, you're gonna make Godzilla uh, our, our pet. No, we will be his. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I love. It. I actually kind of surprised that him and um, Sally Hawkins came back. Mm. More I, so, more I so think, Sally Hawkins. I didn't think she would come back. Yeah, I, I, I do. Th- I do think there's a chance that Ken yeah. Watanabe. We talked about this. Eats yeah. it like early on. In the I movie. think Vera Farmiga is not gonna make it through. I feel like she's going to maybe be the villain of the movie. I, I kind of get that feeling, too. Yeah. I get that feeling that she's going to be, she's going to be, like, it's going to be the thing where she's like, she has good intentions, mm-hmm. but kind of goes off into, like, a little bit of a tangent. Yeah. Um, the big, one of the big money shots that everybody was talking about is Godzilla running. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, it's kind of a funny thing because, but it works because we all know we've seen Godzilla as a big lumbering mm-hmm. monster throughout pretty much all the Godzilla films, and even in 2014, a very like big, like um, yeah, I mean that was a overwhelming whole... presence yeah. and very slow. I mean, every, but there was all there were people who thought he was fat. Yeah, um, but he's just big bone. But it works in this one because 
I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it, Nick. The stakes have never been higher. Mm-hmm. So in a but in, in a serious way, it's a good shorthand to convey that Ghidorah is like the biggest threat. Yeah. Uh, that like that now like Godzilla is even like really like pulling out like he's rushing into battle mm-hmm. to do it. And this goes back to my biggest thing. I'm excited about. And why I brought it up earlier, like my favorite shot in the in the whole trailer is that one like big uh, banner shot, that, that wide shot of like Godzilla and Ghidorah facing off with each other, mm-hmm. which I find it interesting in all the shots with Ghidorah. There's always like lightning in a storm above him. Yeah. So I wonder how that's going to fit into his powers. Um, but the reason I like it was because it was almost kind of like these two animals like very like methodically facing off. It's right. not like and, and it's a movie um that I enjoy, but it's not like uh, Pacific Rim where it's like giant crazy, you know, like CGI yeah. monster. Yeah. Like it's very much like I uh, equated it to like a like a cobra facing off against a mongoose. Like it's this very like, you know, like very kind of like methodical and then they'll attack like something mm-hmm. like that. No, it's it's it kind of captures what's can be nice about some of the, you know, Godzilla fights we've seen yeah. is that sort of that the methodical nature that eventually gets to yeah. you know kind of the crazy fighting and then stuff like that, but there's there there is kind of that distinctive, you know, the way that it's presented in you know some of these Godzilla films. Sure, and especially in this one, and the reason I like it is because, and it, it's one of these things, and it's definitely a little cheesy, like it kind of like with something like the dialogue and everything, but I like that. That it's feeding off of this. We've often said, and we'll talk about this when we finally get to the movie, is that we've often or said that Godzilla can be the equivalent of like a storm or just nature or everything. Mm-hmm. What I like about these movies, what the lore that they have been setting up in these is that like human beings are basically just kind of, they're running the planet, they're over it, but it's like there is a higher power of nature yeah. and life on it's this planet. Essentially like the, you know, to an extent these god, god creatures that right. like are just bigger than life, bigger than anybody anything that anybody could imagine. Yeah. It's literally just an ecosystem beyond our comprehension yeah. is basically going through its motions mm-hmm. and we have we are very powerless to it. And I like I like this theme that humanity is just so much at the mercy mm-hmm. of whatever. Because yeah. even like that's – I like the way that they've introduced this new Godzilla as essentially just being like an alpha predator mm-hmm. who the only reason he really shows up is because there's these two other giant monsters running around. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill those guys because I'm like yeah. the alpha predator. Yeah. Uh, and so it's kind of like you kind of get your cake and eat it too where it's like he's kind of a good guy but it's also kind of like – like we're just at the mercy of something that happens to kind of be beneficial to us, but it will also be super destructive to us. So mm-hmm. uh, I, and, and just... it's a theme that could extend to introducing a whole lot of other elements of, you know, the Godzilla franchise. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, you know, it kind of gets into what we're talking about today, but that gets into an element of like, I could see them easily introducing like a Mecha Godzilla down the road. Right. Right. Um, stuff like that. And there's always, there's already debate on whether or not there might be other monsters, you know, hidden, well, hidden in this movie. So Doherty has said there will be other surprises. And I mean, but there's some like, so in the trailer, I'm glad you brought this up. There's a, there's one or two shots that I'm like, that's a monster. We don't know that's in this movie yet. Mm. Uh, there's the giant spider legs coming out of the ground. Yeah. I think that's, Maybe either an unidentifiable kaiju or 
Kamunga, maybe. Kamunga would be a very interesting choice. I just think, well, I, again, I think it's going to be in that montage of they just need to be monsters in yeah. it to convey that they're monsters. Mm-hmm. And with Kong, we know that there are other monsters right. uh, here. And there's another shot of a giant mountain being lifted. I, I have a sneaking suspicion. I would be shocked if Angiris isn't in the movie in some way, shape, or form. And the only reason I say that and Kamunga, because I get the sense from Doherty that he is the guy who he will be he will not apologize for like putting an Easter egg for like, oh yeah, no, there's Angiris. Yeah. Not like the cute ones that they did in the <laughs> last one where it's like, oh look, the moth on the board looks like Mothra. Like it's not gonna be that. It's hmm. not gonna be like, oh look, there's a dragon head. Godzilla fought a dragon once. No, no, no. no. This no. is gonna be like I feel like we're gonna see some of these some of these monsters. And you know what? I, I... Can only hope and pray. Oh no! Here we go. <laughs> and I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm just I'm coming to terms that they're not going to be in it, but I still hold a little bit of hope that that my fairy brethren will make it in somehow. What will you do if it's just like a clone of Millie Bobby Brown? It's two Millie Bobby Browns. I would freak out. <laughs> would that be acceptable? That would be ex- like, hey, like, give me in some form. Would you? Would it be acceptable if it's a if it's a, only a twin, or would it need to be a clone? Like they cloned her. Because her psychic powers weren't kick- killing. I know, her. I know. If there's just two of them and they communicate with yeah. Mothra, that's that's oh, all. Oh, yeah. we did see a little bit of a better view of Larva Mothra. Mm-hmm. That may be the one where I'm like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, but but that's always yeah. to me Larva. I, I, we, sure, we, but I, I even think like normal Larva Mothra looks like uh, that's the only design where I'm like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, but it's like I've always felt yeah. that like you, you, Larva Mothra kind of. Is like okay in any form, so um, it's like I'm not too broke yeah. up and up about it. Do we? Uh, uh, so you gotta be kidding me! Before we move on, do you have any other standouts of of the trailer? I mean, just it just I mean, we see it in the the posters that they put out, but just the the coloring on this movie is just it's it, it it's present in the in the, the Claire the Lune trailer. It's present in this one, but I think that's just gonna give the movie a very distinctive yeah personality and look. And just kind of, just to see, what I really like is that it's retaining that Gareth Edwards sense of scale. Yeah. Because that's really what makes 2014 work. And again, we're going to get to that movie that along na- the that line. That nature theme that I'm talking about doesn't work if it re- truly doesn't feel massive. And it, you know, it's like that movie, it succeeds on the back of Edwards making Godzilla feel enormous and, mm-hmm. and giving it that big kind of like hugeness right not right. just in design but just in terms of the emotion that that creature uh gives off right and i think that just from the trailers that we've seen this movie kind of has that in spades yeah and and i think that just retaining that and even to an extent like even kong did that to an extent so oh i think, I, I would 100 percent agree and yeah. so i think like this whole monster verse is it's really i mean i don't want to jinx it yeah um but it really does seem like it's the most effective universe outside of Marvel. And I yeah. think it's because they're really taking their time to build up these monsters, yeah. to, to, to create the emotion, and, and to do something different. And it is really, it was like, just like Marvel, they, they built it up slowly. They built it up with our just Godzilla and then King Kong. And then now there's now there's like, okay, this is successful. Yeah. We got people interested. Let's ramp it up. Also probably a little bit more so because there's no forward narrative mm-hmm. to it. Like yeah, any of these movies could have just ended when they ended. Yeah. Like there, exactly. there really isn't. A, 
a thing. Uh, it will be interesting I, to see how they go from this movie to Kong. Yeah, I am curious like, about that, but one step at a time. Yeah. I will say, I'm glad you brought up the color scheme, because I do think it's interesting that Godzilla and Mothra share the same color scheme. Mm-hmm. So that's, we'll see how that turns out. Who knows? Out. Yeah. Um, I was kind of hoping we were going to get like what the new version of the theme was going to sound like. Yeah. But you can actually go online and hear it. Because they played it uh, at like a convention a uh, couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and it's like one of those like somebody it's in a hall, but it's pretty badass. Yeah, I'm, pretty I'm badass. looking forward to it. All right, Nick. Uh, no, no touch Jack. Warner. Should we? Uh, should we get to the movie? Yes, we of have, this week we have we have a movie this yes. week. It is a Godzilla movie, it not is a, King of the Monsters no, just no, yet, which we're looking forward to. We're looking but forward until to. then, we can uh, satiate our appetite in a 1993's Godzilla. Versus Mecha Godzilla Two. <laughs> yes. So Alternate me- titles in Japan: Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> uh, directed by Takao Okawara, uh, returning back from Mothra. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the um, what is this the fifth film in the uh, Heisei series? We've had eighty four Biolanti, Ghidorah, Mothra, and this one. Yep. And uh, it's uh, it's our uh, return yeah. of Mechagodzilla and a couple of other friends, which we'll talk about along the way. All right, Nick. So, moving in from 1992 <laughs> to 1993. Yes, let's move in. Yes. Uh, get the moving trucks out. Yeah. And move into the next year. Cool. <laughs> I said moving in. <laughs> um, so, uh, moving on from Godzilla vs. Mothra, which, as we remember, was a huge success. Big, yeah, one of the biggest successes of all time for the Godzilla franchise. Uh, despite that success, uh, Toho was actually considering a hiatus uh, for the series. Uh, some of the this was due to Toho wanting to pay their respects to the passing of Ashiro Honda, which mm-hmm. was briefly mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, he had passed uh, fairly early uh, in into uh, the ni- process of Mothra, right? Uh, in '93, yeah. he actually passed because he was able to visit the set. Right, and, we talked about that last right. time. He visited the set, and then he had passed in February passed. of '93. Yeah. Um, but additionally, and probably more substantially, this was the reason uh, that they wanted to go on a hiatus, was that in the previous year, uh, TriStar had formally announced that they had gained acquisition to the rights uh, for Godzilla, or to make a Godzilla film, and planned on producing a trilogy of films uh, with the promise of, you can't see me doing this, but I'm going to do, quote-unquote, remaining true to the original series Oh boy, we're getting we're getting close to that, aren't we? We're gonna have to watch. We saw that. a couple movies, but it's like I, we're getting close. Oh no! I just I I had to be I had to put it in there. I had to throw it in. I I I've not seen that one, so oh uh, no no not at all. I've never. Okay. I mean, right. I, I know bits and I know Matthew Broderick's so, in it. Yeah, and what Gene Gene Reno? John Reno. John yeah. Reno is mm-hmm. in it too. Yeah, I know that. Hank Azaria is in it. Yes. Yeah, and then I know something about Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's it. That's all I know. So, uh, TriStar uh, was beginning this process of wanting to produce it. They acquired the rights, and basically, Toho didn't want to be in, like, full-on... They... they they were very supportive of it. Obviously, they yeah. gave they gave them the rights to do, but they didn't want to be in this whole like, oh, like we have our Godzilla movie the same year. No, they just wanted to be like America's going to make theirs, and yeah. um, they're going to go about it. And What's- they actually kind of approved of it uh, because I think that Toho was getting a little bit more confident with the success of, even though Mothra was their biggest success and Ghidorah was a success, 
there is definitely a more favorable attention towards Godzilla now. Yeah. The only thing that was missing was that they had really no worldwide um, uh, exposure. Right. Like, um, it's not like these movies were going there. So I think right, there was so after the failure of like Biolanti to get over there. Right. It was just like after, well, after the failure '84, and then like basically. Biolanti Bi- went straight Bi- to video. Biolanti being downgraded from a theatrical release to video release, they basically didn't have much of a, a at least an American international audience. Right. So exactly. I would, that would make sense. And it's really interesting just because because you also see it a little bit with, you know, it's a little bit different with 2014 because they're going to do a new MonsterVerse like Toho is as well. But there's right. also that kind of same distinction where it's like, you know, Toho's kind of all in on board with you know how legendary is doing their their movies sure. and just kind of basically how let well you guys can do what you need to do well also and, remember and, and, and sorry, you know they'll, and they'll support that yeah i mean but remember like they this uh toho being supportive of somebody else coming in and making a godzilla film whether it be an american godzilla film or american making a japanese godzilla film they were always on board for this right. going all the way back to even like uh, the early days of the Hasey era, and then even there was some talk during the Showa era of yeah. like making one using right. very uh, well, Ray we, Harryhausen like type. type stuff. Yeah. And we always talked about with eighty four, just kind of how close that three D American Godzilla film came to being mm. made, uh, and and again how Toho was supportive of that. It just seems Toho is very, you know, it's not like they're gonna just give the rights to anybody, but they seem just like if you want to, you know, do your thing with Godzilla, if you just have something. There's a healthy competition between the two of them, and then, but it it improves the brand. They were looking at it like, oh, well, then there's another successful Godzilla film. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, with all this in mind, Toho would move forward with this new film, which would ultimately probably be the film before the hiatus started. Yeah. Unless, at least in theory. Yeah, yeah. This was like kind of like their plan. It's a little bit unclear of how concrete they were about like after this, no more Godzilla films. Mm -hmm. But there was just a lot of like, all right, well, you know, maybe we can just pay our respects. You know, the Americans are making their movie. We'll make this one and we'll take a break for a while. At least that was kind of like the thinking. Um, So originally, uh, in order to. Sorry. Originally, when they were making this film, they had plans to once again attempt to pit the king of the monsters. I think you know which king they're trying to bring in once more. The king of Kong. Yes. <laughs> so that one guy who broke the Donkey Kong yeah. world record. The cor- yeah. But have you seen I'll- that documentary? I have. It's a good documentary. Have you seen the follow-up videos about how he's a cheater? Uh, no. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah. 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 Which makes it kind of funny. Yeah. Like it's just like oh a little epilogue yeah <laughs> at the end um uh, anyway go see go see that documentary uh but in the meantime listen to this first though yeah um so um yeah so Toho is once again trying to bring back King Kong mm-hmm. into the mix yes um I think we all know how this one's gonna turn out uh, um, this time Toho uh wanted to not only use King Kong well they didn't want to strictly use King Kong because it's kind of you know they've done it before they were having trouble getting actual King Kong so they yeah, were right, going they, to go with Mechanicong what? ooh uh, mechanic yeah Mechanicong we've talked about yeah, before it w- is is from King Kong Escapes King Kong Escapes which was a Toho film in 1967 mm-hmm. um but uh the <laughs> this you would find interesting the plot would have involved Mechanicong sporting syringes containing uh, G-force special forces uh like people 
uh, I'm assuming in little ships, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been injected into Godzilla's bloodstream in a manner similar to the Fantastic Voyage. Um, and I, they would have taken a trip into Godzilla and, uh, you know. And then and we, Mechanicong would have been built by G Force. Yes. <laughs> I would have really loved if, in the context of the movie, like if it was just like in the context of the movie, they got the idea from just watching yeah. the original King Kong. Yeah. Like if they were, if like the Japanese government was like, oh, we're going to go to the screening of like the classic movie King Kong. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, what if we did that? We need something like that to fight Godzilla. And then they just build a giant robot monkey. Oh, like this. So this is in the movie. Yeah, like with, this is. Oh, within, that's within, funny. Within the context of the movie. That's what, a great, like really funny, like they go and you're like, wait a minute. What if we had a monster of our own? And then they just build. Uh, bro, yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, it's like, well, we we can't just make a monster. Yeah, so. but like these movies, it would be like, oh, the kid's favorite movie, like the scientist is like used to be evil, but then he accidentally killed his kid in an accident, and the kid's like favorite movie was King Kong. That's actually not a bad plot right there. No, you can uh, you can do that. But unfortunately, uh, this did not come to fruition. Nick, can you guess why they were not able to use Mechanic Kong? <laughs> Uh, probably because it infringed too close <laughs> to the rights of King Kong. That you know, just because it's a robot doesn't mean it's still not essentially King Kong. It, it was because a monster, even bearing the sem- the resemblance of King Kong, proved too costly. <laughs> His name is Mechanic Kong. You can't think that's gonna work if they're like, "Hey, can we use can we use King Kong?" No. All right. Can we do a giant robot version of him? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That's can, absolutely. Can we fine. settle this right now? What's a better name, Mechanicong or Mech or Mech King Kong? Okay, maybe Mechanicong's a better name. I think, in theory, Mech King Kong. Mech King Kong is the better name, but in terms of practical use, yeah, Mechanicong is it just flows off the tongue. You're, no, a little you're bit absolutely better. right. Uh, after saying it out loud, uh, which is always good, and you know, for anybody out there, if you're having any troubles. Just express yourself. Just talk. Just talk out loud. Get yeah. through it, and uh, you may get through some serious stuff, and you may get through some frivolous things. Ask, what to call a robot? Monkey. Ask your therapist what would be a better <laughs> name for Mechanic Kong. Just throw it right at the end, like in yeah. the last five minutes of the hour. All right, we made some good progress. Yeah. You really talked about your father today. Anything else you want to talk about? Yes. So in the in the sixties, so I'm listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, and you know there was this. Uh, I love it in the sixties. <laughs> So, in 1967, there's this movie called King Kong Escapes, right? <laughs> this seems like a tweet. <laughs> um, so, Nick, Toho, instead of going the King Kong direction, would instead continue their streak of using classic kaiju mm-hmm. in the kaiju era. And with Mechanic King Kong on the brain, uh, bringing back fan favorite, I would say. Or you know one of the one of the famous one of the, one of the big ones famous is- kaiju creature creation Mecha Godzilla was brought back to that. Oh, we were talking about Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was thinking of the other. No, no, no. Mecha got because Mechanicong was right originally he's, he's metal. Yeah. So and so also is Mecha Godzilla. So they wanted metal. to bring back Mecha Godzilla conceptually because uh, we talked about um, that Godzilla versus Mothra had m- a very a big history of like it was one type of film and then mm-hmm. it got retrofitted into another and then there was a very specific vision for it. Yeah. Um and Ok and Okawara came in and uh, did a great job on on the film. Yes. This one was a little bit more streamlined because we've seen in this movie that all right, well Godzilla is 
really a bad like he is like a bad guy yeah they, really they, up until like well we'll talk about it in this movie but in this one it's just like he is the giant monster mm-hmm. creating it and the and closest he, we get to sympathy is in king Ghidorah. yeah yeah like that's the closest it's the closest he's gone to a hero but really they've kept him as just a pure destructive force of nature yeah they haven't really gone into the show uh he's he's a good you know he becomes a good force of of you know, right. de- defending Japan. He's he's pretty much like he is the force of nature coming to destroy, and we have to stop him. So with that in mind, it, it was just as simple as like, all right, well, what if Mechagodzilla this time is the good guy? Yeah, uh, because so, he's yeah. been used by evil aliens before. So this is yes, the we we don't have any monkey aliens in yeah. this movie. And this it's, so uh, this is the debut of Mechagodzilla being a human creation mm-hmm. and weapon. Yes, uh, which is like even I said, which is why I can see easily being how the you know legendary universe goes but yes essentially in this movie it, he is you know mechagodzilla is a weapon that is used by humans to try to defend the godzilla against godzilla so even though that the production and the conceit of the movie was fairly stream hype uh, streamlined toho did go put a little bit more attention into marketing uh, mm-hmm. this film uh, there wasn't like a huge deal. There wasn't like an anniversary. Uh, there was just other things, as we said, going on that maybe this was going to be the hiatus. So they kind of wanted to jazz people up a little bit. Yeah. So for the uh, much more initiated, uh, Toho did promote that this would be uh, Kira Ifakube's last uh, uh, time um, composing uh, music uh, for one of these films. Um, and I want to talk more about him as we get into the movie because I think that something came up during this movie that I think really shows the power of it, like Ifakube's stamp on, mm-hmm. on these films. Um, Toho also aired an animated uh, children's program called Adventure Godzilla Land, which uh, portrayed Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla as rival news anchors reporting on the events of the upcoming movie, as well as featuring a, a dance routine called Be Like Godzilla. I don't know how... I had to look this up. I don't know 100% how to explain it. It's a child, It's a Japanese children's cartoon. You know what, actually? Remember, like, the animated segments in Hidora? Yes. And the tone of all monsters attack. Mm-hmm. That's basically what mm. this cartoon is. And it's like it's like Godzilla and other monsters getting into like these cute little hijinks. Mm. Like it would be like oh like Godzilla's got to like solve a math problem and he's like very frustrated or like oh he's got to get over this mountain and like Rodan picks him up and like whoa like and, and it's it, like super cheap anime it, like it looks like Homestar Runner yeah. like, like not it, in you know what not even that it doesn't even look like that now this this definitely from my knowledge of like Japanese children's morning like morning like kind of shows like that type of age of kid this makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Um, so there was a little bit more of attention because we've heard of times earlier in the Heisei series where they put a lot of attention to really promoting these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like there's a they put some attention into it, not as massive as like maybe 84. Right. Remember the days of like sending out Godzilla masks and, and yes. things like that? And oh, though those were the days, Nick. <sighs> um, but if only those days would return to us. Yeah, I would. Take no, it. I'm fine. I'm fine where I'm at right now. Well, no, I mean, but like you know, you, you want you want your Godzilla mask. I'll take your Godzilla. I mean, <laughs> AMC that's, will probably give them to you. That's You're a list. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say that that would be a very easy Comic Con giveaway. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so shall we talk about the monsters sure. in this film? Um, so Nick, yeah, so we've talked with Mecha so Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla, but there's a little bit more news. He's like the star of the show. Yeah, I thought we get through some other. Yes, there are other monsters that appear yeah. in this movie. Returning monsters. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So the first uh, monster is definitely one of as. Uh, Mike Doherty, uh, director of King of the Monsters, would call himself one of the crown jewels of the Toho pantheon, yeah. is Rodan returns in this film, mm-hmm. which is one of these movies where I think that, I think, like, I, I love that that in one of these movies he's come back, in the Hasey era. Yeah. But it is a movie that even, like, us, like, really well-initiated Godzilla fans may forget that he's in it because it's all about Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla. Well, Even it, though he's on the poster for it, yeah. the, the badass poster, which we'll get to, but Rodan uh, full-on returns, uh, making his first full appearance since Destroy All Monsters. Yeah. I will be honest, I did not think Rodan was going to make a reappearance in this Hasty series. Really? Okay. I, I, it's not like I kind of forgot about him, but I was just like... I felt like there were other directions for them to go. Mm-hmm. I did not feel like Rodan was going to be a priority, mm-hmm. um, and I'm glad he was because as as he uh, as we we'll kind of talk about, he kind of steals the show in this one a little bit. Well, uh, Rodan not only makes a big appearance, but he also makes a big uh, redesign yes. uh, in this one. Um, so rather than using any uh, suits or suitmation for it, Rodan is almost exclusively portrayed using hand puppets and marionettes. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a mu- – Rodan is definitely a pterodactyl in this one. Yeah. It's More, not – You're purely a pterodactyl than he was in like – in Ghidorah. It's not the guy in a suit wearing a pterodactyl suit. It's not your excellent description of it, of looking like a Banjo-Kazooie or Nintendo 64 Rare uh, character. Mm -hmm. Like, he legit looks like a pterodactyl. And um, so that's a big thing. Um, One big design difference that they did want to make is that they did make Rodan, not significantly, but smaller than he normally is. Uh, because they wanted to vary up the villains in the Hasey movies, because most of the villains in the Hasey films up until this point, I mean, there's been Mothra, but Mothra, Mothra was pretty big. But it's well, I mean, usually and also like, Mothra's not really a villain. True, true, exactly. Um, you know, it's Batra is the villain of that movie. But um, like Ghidorah Gord- was like Gord- bigger, huge. Uh, huge. Yeah, they just didn't want to make it like everything is like everything Godzilla is, size or like everything bigger. is huge. Yeah. Everything um, is bigger when it's in the Hasty era. <laughs> yeah, it's actually not. It's not too far off from the truth. Um, so Rodan, Rodan comes back. Yeah, yes. not necessarily a returning character, but more of a reimagining, a, a returning the, idea, a reboot, as it were. They yes. rebooted. Yes, a character. Gonna, they rebooted Manila. <laughs> Godzilla Jr., a.k.a. Baby, in this film, uh, which is uh, a baby Godzilla, yeah. uh, appears in this film, uh, achieved through uh, suitmation, uh, portrayed by a series veteran. Um, <laughs> the na- His name that's reported yeah. is Hurricane Ryu. This guy, I've heard this name before. So this guy, look up this guy. This guy is like actor, director, illustrator, like I've creator. I've heard of Hurricane Ryu. Uh, he has been in previous uh, Godzilla films, um, such a, and he played uh, King Ghidorah mm-hmm. and played Batra in previous films. Uh, so uh, he is definitely uh, used to being uh, in the suit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, Godzilla Junior. looks like a baby dinosaur. Yes. He looks like, as you said, uh, 
uh, not maybe not a reject, but something from Jim Henson's dinosaur. Yes, yeah, it's something <laughs> something like along the lines of something you would see in Jim Henson's yeah. dinosaurs. And it's it is kind of funny because the last time we talked about a baby Godzilla or or Manila, as it were, was mm-hmm. a year ago mm-hmm. when we talked about All Monsters Attack. Yeah, how far we've come. That from actually that. is pretty interesting because we haven't talked about a baby Godzilla yeah. in a long time. But it's also like just to think about Fuck, like that was a year ago, wasn't yeah. that? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Yes, that was our great. What cri- have we been doing all this year? <laughs> talking, watching Bond and Godzilla movies. Interesting. Okay. Um, but then we can move on to Mecha Godzilla. Uh, so, or so this Mecha Godzilla. Yes. We've had one Mechagodzilla. Mm-hmm. Fans, and this has nothing to do with the title, which we'll get to, but some fans do call this Mechagodzilla 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but others uh, know, uh, call it by Super Mechagodzilla. Yes, because it eventually does become Super Mechagodzilla. Um, Mechagodzilla in this film, as we've already said, uh, is now a good guy, purely a robot. Nothing, no other shenanigans going on. Well, he's well, he's piloted, so he's more. I mean, well, that's what I mean. He is a he is a piloted weapon. Okay, and yes, maybe yeah. I'm thinking a little too far ahead, where they kind of do some more stuff with the Mechagodzilla lore. Yeah. But 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 it's, yes, but in this movie, he's essentially like kind of the Zords. Yeah. In uh in Power Rangers, he's just, he's like you know. I'm glad you mentioned Zords, uh, because Mecha. Well, first off, Mechagodzilla was redesigned to be much less angular. Um, and, right, um, yeah. it was kind of given the one big criticism that this Mechagodzilla gets, it looks, it's kind of got a Barney-ish look yeah, to him. Yeah, I would not disagree with that. It's, yeah. the, the face is a little bit too rounded. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't, cause that first, the other thing is that that first Mechagodzilla design from the first Mechagodzilla and from Terror Mechagodzilla is... It's like an all-time classic, yeah. like kaiju design. Like it all, it's, it's like got, a, it's a perfect mecha godzilla. Like yeah. the first, the first mecha godzilla, you know, design is so perfect in and of itself. Right. And then it just you see this one. It's just it just the rounding of it just makes it lose something. In, yeah, in, yeah. In, It just doesn't give it that I, much of an edge. I don't dislike it as much as other people, but there I, is. No, I don't something think it's. About, aw- I don't think yeah. it's awful. It's just like it's just hard. It, it is one of those things that's hard because that first one is so perfect. Yeah. That really any any changes you make, it, it's just going to be hard to live up to. At least for this first. I will fight you on that first one. Uh, they brought back the uh, designer who's been on the Hasey era, doing a lot of the. He designed a lot of like the big like mechanical jets and everything mm-hmm. uh he helped design king uh mecha king Kidora, right uh which makes sense given the origins of, of uh, this mecha mo- in this movie yes uh mecha godzilla the suit itself uh consisted of multiple uh separated elements uh which were worn uh like plate armor mm-hmm. um but the biggest thing about the design of mecha godzilla is that he was originally envisioned as essentially a zord or a voltron type uh weapon where he would have split into like oh, different uh, kind okay. of uh, uh, vehicles, or uh, as it were, um, that would have been neat. He would have been able to split into an aerial, uh, like kind of like jet, which we yeah. kind of see in the in the yeah, film. Kind of, uh, it would have been very two interesting too, because like this is really this is when like what Power Rangers was starting to really come around. At least, probably. I mean, I'm sure Power Rangers and and the Super Sen- Super Sentai, whatever, yeah, mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah. Has been around Japan for a while, but this is probably around the time that it's it's kind of more getting a worldwide attention. A worldwide thing because I don't know what it would have been like in Japan because remember all that material is what hurt Godzilla like in the Showa era. Yes, is that kids right. were getting more into that yeah. than monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would, have been, it would have been interesting to see that, especially in like a kind of a hasty version of that, because that's something honestly I could easily see. 
I can, I can imagine it in the Showa era, if you know what I mean. I can just imagine sure. like how how that would look, and I would be very interested to see how that would have gone in in the Hasty era. Nick, would you like to see it though? Would you like to see what this would have looked like? Potentially, yeah. Well, uh, you are in luck, my friend, because uh, this version of Godzilla did find some life in. Uh, well, first of all, this version of does of what Mechagodzilla looked like does appear in the poster. Uh, for this film, the uh, um, the Arai uh, Noriyoshi posters mm-hmm. that we've been posting for these, like yeah. just those awesome badass. I want each one of those posters just down a big big hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you the Mecha Godzilla in that poster is not the one that appears uh, in the, the final design in, in, in the, the movie. movie. If you look at the one in the poster, that's what the original concept was. Yeah, and uh, Bandai uh, and Tamashi Nations for the SH Monster Arts line eventually made that figure. Of that Ooh. suit of that super mecha Godzilla Ooh. that comes with you are able to take take them apart, apart oh, into three that's, different that's pieces. That's really cool, actually. That's and really it, it is known as the Noriyoshi uh, poster version mecha Godzilla. See, I love I love stuff like Me that. Me too. I, I love, love it, it when it's just like, oh, this one thing that was in this concept art or the poster that was never seen in the movie yeah. or something that was cut. That's that's always really cool. like you can buy. Like it, it it goes all the way back to like what Macquarie Boba Fett. Yeah. Like uh like version like mm-hmm. oh the white Boba Fett. The white like, Boba Fett. I love yes. stuff or, the, like or, that. or yeah the concept aren't art. toys great? Tar- We're adults. Yeah. But aren't toys great? Yes. <laughs> love it. I'm I'm listening to a toy podcast now. By the way, are you really? Yeah. Which one? It's a wrestling toy podcast. Oh, okay. I thought it was uh, that's like, that's. Uh, but it's really it's you really. Should, you should watch uh, the toys that made us. Is that the Netflix the Netflix series? series. Really good. No, but uh, at the major wrestling figure podcast, it's really cool because I don't. I've never bought a wrestling toy, but it's I like get, it's very. very I, I I love the history of this stuff. Yeah, and it's a really good podcast for history. But I let's like this one. I guess I should say because they are out in the living room to celebrate this episode that I have purchased uh, Mechagodzilla. These. Uh, uh, Tamaji Nation's SH Monster Arts. Yeah. Basically, they are they're kind of like these model action figures, super poseable, like super well done. They can fit like right on your cabinet or whatever. Um, and it's basically just pricey things that I shouldn't be spending money on, but I am. But yeah. you know, Merry Christmas to me. Um, so Nick, before we get into the movie, we have one last uh, bit of information that you are you are so curious about. You've been curious about this for months. Why? Is it called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2? I'll tell you why, Nick. Because there is already a movie called Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and for some reason, when it was distributed worldwide, somebody thought that people would get confused, so they called it Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 2. This movie's not a sequel to Godzilla vs. No, Mechagodzilla. No, again, it's in the Heisei era. The Showa era is over. The, the, the original Mechagodzilla films ended the Showa era. Yeah. It's basically the end of the Showa continuity. Yeah. This movie has nothing to do. There are no third hole black hole aliens. There are no... Um, you couldn't come up with a tagline? <laughs> like, Godzilla versus Mothra had a tagline. Why can't this, why didn't this movie the just Battle have a tagline? Yeah, like why didn't this one just have like like I don't know G Force Unite, like the like the ultimate confrontation or yeah. something. Just put yeah. it in there. It doesn't need to be two. Yeah, but this this no. And it's not even called that in Japan. It's just called regular Be- Godzilla versus yeah. Mecha Godzilla. No, because Japanese- just call it Mecha Super Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, what there are you go. doing? No, that's it. Damn it! Like yeah, there are no third hole black hole aliens. There are no apes. There are no cruise ships. Yeah. There's no King Caesar. Yeah. No, Nani. Do you want to talk about just what's in this movie? Let's talk about what's in this movie. All right, we will get to that right after the break. Do 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 do. The year is 1992 AD. 
In order to try to counter the threat posed to the planet's survival by Godzilla, Japan's Counter-G Bureau recruited the most brilliant scientific brains in the world to build a fighting machine. The first machine was called Garuda, but its fighting capabilities were limited. A far more powerful machine was required. They salvaged a robot from the future, Mecha King Ghidorah, in order to study its advanced technology. Its components were used to build a weapon to fight Godzilla. They called it Mecha Godzilla. All right, we're back from our break. Yes. We, we are ready to talk about this not sequel, but still, <laughs> still called to it's, it's Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2. Uh, from the Heisei era, yeah, what, 19, film, 1993? 1993, but remember, in universe, this is taking place in, in 1994. 1994. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guarantee you, go into the IMDb. No, 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 hey. It says it in there. I, I believe you. <laughs> um, so this was one, I again, other than the rewatches that I've done just kind of prepare for these, I hadn't seen this one in, in quite some time. So I think I'm just going to, I think I'm going to like get, because I'm all, Kaiju jazz. You're jazzed up. I'm all, I'm all, I'm all jazzed up You're on spitting Godzilla. spitting into the mic. I am. And that's why there's a uh, there's foam on it. Um, I really like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a I was a big uh, fan of it. Um, I thought that this movie was very thematically like. I think that a lot of the magic that Okara brought in for Mothra mm-hmm. made it into this movie thematically, where there are definitely a lot of poignant uh, thematic things that probably aren't always conveyed or uh, delivered consistently. I don't want it because it's always there. It's just there's like different levels in how they get like certain messages across, how they yeah. get certain themes across. And I think that, but I, I it is one of those movies that. It falls into that category of movies because it has such a unique theme to it that it can yeah. often be overlooked. And I want to take the time during this podcast to maybe dissect this film a little bit. Yeah. Um. Uh. That being said, like, so I while watching it, I was very, I was very entertained, and I was very in tune with what a lot of it was doing. The one thing I will say about it, um, on the opposite side of that, is that I did find that this movie did not as a whole movie stick with me as much as Mothra did. No, Whereas it like, doesn't. as I was, cause after Mothra, like that whole week I was like, I want like, Oh, the Mothra song. Like I was, yeah. I was all in on Mothra, still am mm. all in on Mothra. Yeah. Uh, this one didn't quite have that lasting effect on me, which will kind of, kind of dock it like some points in the rankings. Yeah. Um, but again, like it, it was another, to me, like this was one of the more, like a, just a very, solid entry for my sensibilities when it came yeah. to this movie. It's hard because there's a lot of it where I'm not sure it, it's, it tiptoes that line of whether I think like, is like whether I would share it with somebody right. because I yeah. think it's very solid and I think somebody would be open to it. But I think that there are very, there are certain key moments that are lacking that I necessarily wouldn't say that about like a Mothra or something right. like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but, um, and, and, and it is interesting because in a way, it, I, I have to give two opinions on it. Like, it is kind of a problem because I feel like the Mecha Godzilla portion of this, I don't want to call it superfluous, but it definitely is not the main attraction. No, especially when, when you, you walk wa- out. No, when of you it. watch it, it's yeah. like the, the Mecha Godzilla stuff turns out to be like kind of the least, some of the least memorable stuff to yeah. me in the movie. Well, it's also like it's the least interesting. It's at least, yeah, yeah. And 
And I think, but at the same time, that leads into a lot of the stuff that I I did yeah. like about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of I've, I'm kind of in that. Um, I don't want to say middle ground because I did like the movie, yeah. but I do have uh, some caveats. And and honestly, it's a movie that makes me excited for the reason we're doing this because yeah. it's like it is one of those movies where it's like it's not exactly the home run, but it's not exactly, but it's it does enough interesting stuff that I want to kind of like figure out like what's going on. Let's 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 rip this Mecha Godzilla open and find yeah. out like what what it's actually made out mm-hmm. of. So anyway, so that that that's my opinion. That's on your it. opinion? Yeah, I'll get to my opinion. Yeah. Uh, of all the Hasty movies that we've watched so far, yeah, this one most distinctly reminds me of the Showa era, um, because it's a movie that has absolutely insane monster action, yeah, that stands to elevate a human plotline that kind of barely holds itself together, mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of how I felt mm. about it. It's very Showa- that's a fair analysis it's of it. It's very Showa esque in that, like you know, because. There's a lot of show movies that I really like the human plotline in, but like those kind of those like the ones that are sort of like obviously Megalon doesn't have a plot, but like stuff like Megalon and Son of Godzilla and even Destroy All Monsters have that thing where like the, the insane monster action really elevates a, a flawed human plotline. Yeah, right. And and I think that this is really what Mechagodzilla is. I think the the monster action in, is is insane a lot of times, uh, especially with a certain flying creature, which we're gonna talk about. Yeah, um, he really steals the show. Um, but then you just kind of get this human stuff that's like there's there's interesting things there and it's kind of like there's stuff that again use my old term bubbling out the surface you're just kind of like you want there to be just a little bit yeah. more meat yeah and, and a little bit more there because it really is a human plot and it's just like kind of there sometimes to connect the dots and yeah. it feels like you could have you know there's there's more that could have been mind out of that and it's interesting because i would almost go to the level of i didn't really feel like it was lacking as much as like i just don't think they nailed an interesting yeah like plot line on this one yeah because like at least mothra and again we talked about it it's kind of it's very you know family friendly a little bit childish but at least it kind of like was what it was about this like kind of like family adventure tale like so and it kind of worked in that way like this one kind of like there's some, I mean, like the characters aren't even bad. I wouldn't say, but there's they're they're around. Yeah, I mean there's 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 stuff that happens to them, and you're just I don't know. It's just it never really kind of came together as a whole in terms of their stuff. It right, really it yeah. sometimes it just felt like all right, this guy is doing this thing now. He got moved over here, and yeah. now she's taking care of baby. And well, what so, is, what else is there to that? So the the plot of the movie. Which and I was very it, curious it, to see your reaction to, but this it, movie gets straight into yeah. no faffing around yeah. here. That's a, but that's a, I would say that is a because you had mentioned this while watching it. That is a benefit of this movie is like this movie does not like it just goes for everything. Right. Like there's because, no because it's not like so basically the movie opens with basically kind of this monologue kind of presentation type of deal about like the creation of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Basically oh, it's kind you're, of you're burying the lead on the first shot of the movie though. Oh right. Yeah, th- this was the one I was thinking so it opens up uh on the remains of Mecha King Ghidorah. Yeah. And they're going to use Mecha King Ghidorah, which I must remind you, and I will remind this very many times during the talking about this episode this movie, is from the future. Right. They, Time travel was involved yeah, with like, Mecha King Ghidorah. So they take this future tech and essentially make Mecha Godzilla, yeah. which by the way, and, and, I don't think I've ever mentioned on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I think one of the most hysterical things about Mechagodzilla as a concept when it's a human creation yeah. is that 
for some reason they felt like the ticket. Like we've built jets, we've built tanks, we've even had a, a sub here or there. Right. The one thing we haven't made is just another dinosaur. <laughs> like it really is like you're looking at Godzilla and like what could defeat Godzilla? Yeah. And it's then like, you're like all of Tokyo had a Batman moment right, and, and said, like, Father, I will become a Godzilla. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's crazy. The only thing that could beat Godzilla is another Godzilla. Right. And it's funny because, again, don't want to get too far ahead, but in some Mecha Godzilla lore, I kind of buy it a little bit more because of just how they do it. Mm-hmm. But in this one, it really is they just take like, the mechanical parts of a dragon and then somebody had the idea. It's like, it's just got to be a robot Godzilla. Yeah. Like, right, that's it's, crazy to me. Right. But it's like, yeah, because it kind of starts with like in this year, they, they built the Godzilla and like G force which is right so uh, oh wait can i to explain why i'm harping on this point they don't even make like a giant robot person no like they don't make like you know gypsy danger from like uh from there pacific is rim no it's jet ja- jaguar yeah. in this movie and then, and then even like in this movie there's the one guy he's working on his like super jet the garuda mm-hmm. and like so it just it boggles my mind that at somewhere there was no middle ground between jet Giant lizard, yeah. Giant mech. There, there, yeah, there, you're right. There, yeah. there, there wasn't even a Voltron esque design, <laughs> or or anything like that. No, you know, no Megazord. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. really like. It okay. just makes me laugh. Like, yeah, I just no. It is really, it is really ridiculous. But you know, yeah. it, it could have been, it could have been building a giant, yeah, metal ape. Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's what they wanted to do. Yes, <laughs> and that's why I said it could have been that. Um, uh, but, 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 but yeah, so basically, yeah, they find the head of Mecha King Ghidorah, and they're like, we're going to build this giant Godzilla, but then, like, the movie just is like, oh, they built it. Yeah. Like, it, it isn't like someone, like, had, it's not like, a, you know, like, another movie would be like that this, the idea comes, like, maybe at the end of the first act, where it's like, we need to do something. Well, yeah. What about, like, no, it's literally, like, okay, they built it, and we have the G-Force, which mm-hmm. is essentially, you know, the you know, anti Godzilla force. Yeah. Their their whole point, their whole purpose of the G Force is to be like, they're not the hamsters. Yeah. They're not the hamsters from the Jerry Bruckheimer CG Disney movie from two thousand and nine. <laughs> G Force is Godzilla Force and they're like, our whole purpose in life is to defend Japan from Godzilla. Yeah. And we and they had and this is like you're right. The first time it's like an official right, organization. They, well, they've made it, yeah, because they've had it in kind of the past. You know, of just like okay, this is a specific team. They kind of do that annoying thing in this movie though, where it's like they have just random people say like, I don't trust those people from G Force. Yeah. Why? Like, yeah, like one of the first things like. They're, they're talking about it, and it's like, yeah, I just don't, I don't trust those people yeah. from G-Force. I mean, like, it, that's an interesting thing you could play with. Like, maybe it – like, I, I kind of had this, like, idea of – like, because I was thinking of, like, how you would do future, like, things. Because one of the things we didn't mention in the King of the Monsters trailer is that it looks like there's going to be a super jet, mm-hmm. like, which is very – show it it's more so hasty era yeah. which is like I, oh well, yeah it's it. been it's been around since yeah. 84 we had like that what the super thing but um uh one of the things like i i said like you could convince me that like let's say like we have our just modern times mm-hmm. yet for some reason like we have like super jets and everything. right yeah i could you could convince me that within the world of godzilla that maybe godzilla is such a threat that all of our innovation went into like how to defeat Godzilla. Right. So that's why we have like super jets and mecha Godzillas and, mm-hmm. and we still just yeah. drive around in cars and we're, but like, yeah. So basically the other thing is that we, so we're in, introduced- oh, and by the way, Akira Ifakube's like, like score during this whole, like, I, I love like the mecha Godzilla March. It's just, it's, it's so, it's, I mean, he's, he's, he's a classic guy, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially with the, but we also, so through the sequence, we're introduced to 
the main guy in yeah, this movie. Who the creator of Garuda, which he is basically uh like he creates this super jet and then like G Force is like, We don't have time for your super jets. We got a giant metal lizard that we're using. So like, basically like they they shock transfer him right. into like the G Force like fighting yeah. team essentially. Like he's gonna be piloting you know, because he's he's a, he creates the he creates a jet, but he's also kind of an ace pilot, or like that's how they kind of present him. Is that he knows? Okay, so well, but they, this is where we're kind of getting into the problem of this movie. Yeah, is because the character and why they're important, what they're doing in the movie, and their just overall importance to the narrative. Yeah. Other than the basic like you know plot machinations, right? Like the the the, the fact that they need to get yeah, this way to the they're plot. so vague and ill defined. Yes. Because the thing is, is like I kind of you know what what's funny about that? I said like oh he's kind of an ace pilot, but I just put that together right now. There's nothing really in the. <laughs> There's, That's funny. There's really nothing in the movie that says like, oh, he's a ace pilot. I just realized like, oh no, he built this thing, and then later he like has another flying contraption that right. he had. He that he goes in. So I was like, oh, I guess that was what they were going for. Was that like he's kind of a, a an ace pilot, sure. so they need him for the Mecha Godzilla suit? But there's never really it is. But kind he's of, not right. the pilot of it. That's no, the thing. that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, but and that's the thing about it. Like he's not actually the pilot of it, and also there's really nothing defined. Like it really is just like. Like when it's presented in the movie, it's just like, oh, I'm working on this thing. Oh, I have a note for you. What? I'm transferred? Right. Like there's nothing really like a lead up to it or like there's nothing that really says like why he would be transferred or like, you know, or like maybe it's like a thing where he starts off because you kind of also get the sense he's a little cocky about himself, but sure. you don't really, they don't really play with that enough, especially yeah. once he's in like the training. Yeah. Cause then they also show a bunch of training. Well, they also show, they also like throughout the movie portray him as like this kind of like, this like trickster guy like they he'll like he'll trap you in an elevator like he'll trap you on like a on right, like yeah. a on a car lift yeah uh in order before like you know and to get some information but, but out not, of you there's not n- enough about yeah. him also he and- likes this is the big one he likes pterodactyls like that was his specialty of like he knows everything about pterodactyls which is information like that barely pays off right. that he likes pterodactyls well, it's it, not it, like it comes out of nowhere and it basically only serves to introduce him to the, his love interest in the movie but it's his love interest in the movie but here's what was crazy about this movie is like or this character specifically is that he loves pterodactyls but he is not even remotely involved in any of the Rodan stuff no. in the movie. Uh-uh. So it's like, why are you? And he has, like, admittedly, a toy that I would have wanted as a kid, like a pterodactyl copter, yeah. like a, a motorcycle. Right, because eventually, that's what I was going to say. Like, eventually, he also creates this, this pterodactyl copter, essentially this Rodan copter to right. an extent. Like, but, like, why doesn't Garuda look like like a pterodactyl? Why does it just look like a regular jet? You're right. Like, like I don't understand why is he a pterodactyl person other than you have a pterodactyl like, in this like, movie. Like literally the only reason that he's a pterodactyl person is so he's taking pictures of this age, which we're going to get to in a second. Yeah. But like it really is it's like it's only his segue into meeting his love interest well, in the, the movie. The problem is is like we just have a giant problem with the G-force in this movie because it's also kind of baffling in the movie that for a movie where the the co the He's sharing the title, Mecha Godzilla. Like the Mecha Godzilla stuff, it's like it's really not interesting because it doesn't have that interesting of like a backstory. No, it's just and because again, it's you like, don't know they don't do anything with the pilots of no. Him. Like they they kind of like said like there's this one American chick, uh, yeah. <laughs> who ruins the end of the movie. <laughs> 
and then there's like the like the the senior pilot who you get a little bit more time with. Right, yeah. But it's just like it's funny because like by the end of the movie, I found myself like really not caring about anybody who's in that pilot. Like I cared a little bit more about pterodactyl guy. Because at least he was just in the movie yeah. <laughs> at that point. Well, he's like supposed to be your main character. Yeah. And he but has he, like a decent hero moment at the end. He has a end. decent hero yeah. moment, but there's, there's just like, it's just, again, it's just kind of more so. It's not like he has an arc. It's just more so like steps to different parts. Because there's a lot more weirdness with like his character other than the pterodactyl. Or like where they take the character. Yeah. So, but we should also, so they're, they're But doing... that's what's crazy. I'm sorry. But it's like, it's not bad. It's just like when we sit down and kind of like what I'm saying, when you sit down with the movie and you're kind of like yeah. thinking well, about these elements. The like, we'll get to the reason like, why. Eh. But at one point, like he, like he's basically f- fired from his job. Right. So he, he gets transferred to become a pilot or one of the pilots or something. He's like entering the G-Force pilot program. Right. Like, so basically yeah. he's like, oh, we're going to put you in Mechagodzilla. Yeah. That's essentially what's going to happen. And then at one point he misses... You know he's not there for the Mechagodzilla attack. Which, like we'll talk about like the specific. He's like we'll they montage his way through the misadventures of him trying to go through this program. Yeah, like so, everybody's so beating they, him they up. They go through that like yeah, because because that's what I'm saying. Like they do this training thing where they just you know they keep kicking his ass. Like, yeah, he's in like the like the ninja thing or like they're like staff both staff fighting. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ass kick. But eventually like there's the big like the first the first big Mechagodzilla scene. Yeah, like they the first Mechagodzilla Mechagodzilla fight. He's not in the in the suit because he's somewhere else, which we'll talk about. Right. But at that point he comes back and he's like. Well, I'm sorry. I just I was I was out. I was doing I was doing something else. Yeah. And, and he basically so then the main guy like the like the his this boss was is the boss the same person as the as the pilot the main pilot or are they two different people? Because I felt like they were the same person, but they're I I think they may be, I but it's like but it, it's like really because it's so ill defined because like earlier in the movie they even kind of put a little bit more attention on this like American chick. Yeah. And then like she's really not she's just one of the other pilots. Right. Like it's like they don't mm-hmm. they but, really don't spend any significant time developing this Mechagodzilla like, thing. So anyway to get to my point, so the boss, his like leader is like super disappointed and he fires him and transfers him to the car parking lot. And then yeah. you're like, oh is it low point? But first of all that's weird. Like why would you just transfer him? Why would you just out like transfer him again? Yeah, everybody then, doesn't like him for because he likes pterodactyls, right? Like it's, but then, but then that plot line is immediately like, oh, never mind, because he basically captures like another guy high in G force is like, here's my plane, and then the guy's like, oh, we'll have you work on your plane again. So basically, he just rounds yeah. about to the beginning of the movie, and you're just like, well, why not? Well, that being said, I did that saved at least narratively the character for me because at least like now this character is like being like the problem solver, and like maybe we can yeah. combine the I two mean, things. I think, and I think he has it the hero eventually yeah. leads to I think like especially eventually leads to what he does in like the third act of the movie, which I think is his yeah. strongest point. But it really was just kind of circling about to just kind of the start of the movie, where yeah. it's like I'm just working on my plane because it's also like because then if like if the guy if his boss was really really mad at him like he was then why would he just like you know i know he's overstepping but it's just ne- and then that never really paid off like maybe like he's like oh i go back to the boss well actually i'm work i'm actually back to working on you know things again and right the boss is like mad but it's like no it's just like they never really interact again and it's just kind of there right it's weird but the other thing so let's go back let's yeah. go back well well i think this is a good time to maybe transition into i think a much more favorable part of the movie because yeah. like this is like and it's weird because there is a little bit of a disconnect between these two things, but uh, there is this expedition to this island. Right. So, that, so uh, you know, they're making this Godzilla suit, all this sort of stuff, and then there's also this exposition expedition to like an island, like mm-hmm. a different another island yeah. that we have, and they find, you know, that on this expedition, there's like we found something, and yeah. they find what they believe. To be like a pterodactyl, a pterodactyl. Yeah. Like like a, a parad- I do like that you were about to call it a pterodactyl. 
No, no, because it's not. I don't think they call it a pterodactyl. I a, think it's a pterodon. A pterodon. Yeah. yeah, but you still spell it with a p. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah. So no. they find. No, that- it just also reminds me of Nick got a friend of ours a shirt yeah. of a, what was it of a, like a pterodactyl not- Fail- failing his spelling test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he puts a p in front of all his t yeah. words. Um, um, but basically, yeah. they find they find what they believe to be a, a, a pterodon egg. Yeah, and they're gonna like because Rodan comes from pteranodon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they basically they believe it to be like oh it has to be this type of egg. At this point, did you think Rodan was in the movie? Or did you just think coincidence that it was like everybody was talking about pterodactyls? I think I was starting to think like, oh yeah, Rodan's kind of a pterodactyl type of thing. Yeah, because I again, like I was just like I didn't necessarily forget about him, but I was like, I was just like, did not. Think so what did you do the first shot when because they find this egg, I was like, secure oh. it, and then like it just and it, you're right, it just gets into it wide shot. I was like, oh, it's oh, it's Rodan. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Rodan. Would you because you guys you kind of forget that Rodan is a major part of like. Ghidorah, yeah, like Rodan is a and a major part of that movie, yeah, and and do it and also you know destroy all monsters, yeah. But it's like because like I mean I I've said Ghidorah is still like my favorite like post you know fifty four like, right Ghidorah is still my favorite and I think Rodan's a big part of that. But I was gonna say that like it's like Rodan it's like oh yeah Rodan and then it's like oh I because I was kind of like oh I'll, I'll be interested like my first thought when seeing him was like I'll be interested to see like what they do in the Hazy era with these new effects that they have, like how they'll evolve him in ways that, you know, how they kind of, you know, cause like Ghidorah yeah. and, and Mothra we've seen, we've seen them, how different they can be right. with, with, within these kind of modern contexts. Mm-hmm. Um, what'd you think of, cause we didn't talk about your opinions on it. What'd you think of the redesign of Rodan? This I mean, like around? it was one of those things where it's just like, it, it worked. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, there wasn't anything necessarily wrong with it. I uh, mean, I kind of, to an extent, almost couldn't imagine what it was before. I mean, it was one of those things. That was, I felt like, even though it's different, it's still kind of generally similar to mm. what it was. See, I I think it's a complete different like approach. I mean, it's just like less whole. to me. It's like less cartoony, but that's yeah. that's really like it's still. Oh, like, I can definitely tell and don't miss that it's not a guy in a suit yeah because there's oh no 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 i think i think that that's the main thing about rodan i also don't love how rodan looks in those other movies no i i i I don't think it's i don't think it's an incredible original design it's not like mothra and Ghidorah, which they hold so much presence in their original designs rodan doesn't really have that well i think he he's a suit in his own movie and he, it looks good, and it's mostly the head, but there's just something about – I think that they went a good dis- decision by making him a tad bit smaller and making him more of, like, a it's creature a, that's not a guy in a suit. It's a sleek it, – it's a little bit of a sleeker yeah. design to an extent. Yeah. Uh, and I think it really works. Yeah. I like uh, it. I liked it a lot. Especially – especially how they portray him fighting. Yeah. Because Rodan is the scene stealer of this movie. Mechagodzilla yeah. might be in the title, but Rodan is the 100%. star. Yeah. That, so basically, Rodan, they, they take the egg, and Rodan shows up, and basically, like, you know, starts, you know, doing his Rodan things. Yeah. And then Godzilla appears not too long after this. Well, they really bear down on the... Rodan's biggest thing is, like, he's so massive and fast yeah. that simply him flying over you will create a hurricane. Yes. Or just create just, A like, hurricane Ryu. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh... Or a Tatsumaki Senpuken. That's, a, that's Ryu. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, in the video games. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. you. I got you. It's, it's, it's a, it's, he had to get it in there, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. We're playing. Uh, we're playing a lot of Smash. Yeah, that that's so. true. Um, but um, yeah. So Godzilla pops out of the ocean, and then there's this. I mean, there's a big fight between the two monsters. This is this and it's awesome. is this is maybe the best fight mm-hmm. I think. Honestly, the first Rodan Godzilla fight that we have is probably my favorite pure fight mm-hmm. since. Uh, the first Mecha Godzilla movie. Mm, okay, cool. Just in terms of just pure, like that's what I said. Like why I said it reminded me of the Showa era is just like the Showa era. What I love most about that movies is just how insane. And it, those those Showa era movies are just full of I was like like oh oh type of moments when you're in these fights like and I, that first Godzilla Rodan fight is full of those types of moments. It's brutal. It's fast paced, but it's like elegant. Right, because that's because that's really the thing about there's the, a few like kind of like weird close up things, but yeah. they get out of them. But pretty the, the thing quickly. about the Hasty era is that and even like I think the fights in Mothra uh, were great too. But they are the fights in general in the Hasty era have been a bit of a slower pace right. than they were in the, in the especially in the well, latter day, in the latter day Showa era. They, and I think that this fight really captured what I loved about those Showa era fights. It, like it reminded me a lot of just when we were watching stuff like Megalon and Mechagodzilla, and even like going back to like King Kong and Ghidorah, just kind yeah. of the intensity, the finesse of those fights. And just again, all the crazy moments that happened in that. Well, Oko, uh, Okawara did want to make a specific attempt not to make every single battle so like monsters just shoot beams at each other. Yeah. And I think this is the scene where that pays off right. the most because it's just like again, Rodan and, and Godzilla just go at each yeah. other. Like Rodan, these movies love a kaiju choking up vomit and oh like God. bile. At, and... Yes, at one point, Godzilla is just. Two-handed choking Rodan. Yeah, like it's pretty awesome. Like, like brutal. Like, I'm gonna kill you. Choke. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm trying to just, just yeah, just like that grabbing. Yeah. No, it was and 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 it was just a good fight. It, it was really well done. And again, and again, it's just like they use the size difference of the monsters effectively in that the size difference and also the design difference. The design too. difference yeah. is that Rodan is an air-based monster, mm-hmm. and they really use that effectively in terms of you know, especially he's a smaller air-based monster that he can just come in and basically kind of like hit the you know, sorry, you can he can just hit Godzilla through the air. You know, he can kind of create the winds yeah. and stuff like that, and, and it's a used. Super effective in, in in the same sense that I think how you know in Mothra they really use Mothra's effects you know very well and kind of elevated it. Yeah. But I think they really turned Rod like here's here's the thing I will say is that I enjoyed Rodan in those previous movies, but I definitely wouldn't like he's not the star of Ghidorah and he's mm-hmm. not like the star of Destroy All Monsters. Like he just what about Monster Zero? Nine, or invasion of Astro. Monsters I mean, those, are, those yeah. monsters are really. Yeah. <laughs> those monsters are barely in that movie either way. Yeah. Um. I also completely forgot he was an Astro monster. Yeah. So that should be a lot. I mean, that's fair because he's barely an Astro yeah. monster. <laughs> but but basically, like this is the movie that was like, oh no, Rodan is a kaiju star. Yeah. Like is this is the movie that really like even to me it's like got me more excited for King of the Monsters. Yeah. Because this is the movie's like okay this shows Rodan's potential. Mm-hmm. This shows what Rodan can be as a kaiju. And I think this is kind of that like a really a star making turn where it's like okay I would be interested in seeing more Rodan. Mm-hmm. I think if you because I think I was like the reason why I didn't think we were gonna see Rodan again was really was like well what can you really you know do because really like you know mostly you can do is maybe give him his own real like true beam attack right. type of deal 
and you know, you can play with the wins, but like really what can you do? And I think this movie, and we'll get to it even a little bit later down the line, some of the stuff they do in the third act battle with Rodan, uh, I think really kind of makes Rodan a distinct monster, really gives him a star making moment. Yeah. And, and really kind of it blew that was the one thing that really blew me away was this movie is how they portrayed Rodan. Yeah, um, so we get introduced to Rodan, and, and um, it, it seems, Godzilla wins. Godzilla wins that and fight. seemingly kills Rodan. Like, it, well, I think it, does technically. Yeah, technically, maybe. Yeah, technically does. Um, but it, like, but kind it, of like skipping ahead a little bit. It's. I want to know what you thought as an audience member because it's really kind of at this point portrayed as that it's a Rodan egg. Yeah, I did not really know where it was going. Okay, I, I did not. Th- think because really they were like oh it has to be a a, a, a pterodactyl egg or right. a pterodon egg and i was like well i mean it could be i mean i just don't know what's in right. the egg. i i here i i will say i was not expecting a manila reboot that's not that was one of the last things i was Re- expecting. okay all right i was yeah. not expecting a new kind of version of baby godzilla mm-hmm. uh in these movies but eventually that's what so basically they bring the egg back to this lab, yeah. Uh, and then there is a you know woman scientist that's kind of taking an eye on the egg. Um, they're still developing Mechagodzilla, blah 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 blah. They're doing all these things. It's again the kind of human plot, kind of just kind of. Functions. That's the thing. It's like they're they're playing a little too loose with how all these things are connected. Right. It's like it's, the human plot just again it's just kind of there, and it's like it. You're right, because the thing about like something like Mothra is. Well, the thing about Mothra, and even I'll go back to Ghidorah, as much as there were a little bits and pieces of flaws in the Ghidorah human plotline, is that they they give them enough distinction in terms of kind of doing something maybe new with the genre and, and kind of just giving it a bit of a personality. Like with, you know, Ghidorah, you had the time travel and the future stuff, and yeah. like that gave it, you know, going to the past, and that gave it a little bit of a momentum thing where you were kind of following it, and then... Mothra, you had that kind of Indiana Jones adventure-esque type of deal yeah. that kind of permeated throughout the movie. Whereas this one, it really is this kind of these two kind of parallel things. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, this pterodactyl egg that's being watched, and then, um, you know, the G4 stuff. And you're kind of like, they're kind of both going, and they're never really giving a direction. No, it really is, really is just like, oh, here's the next thing, and then the next thing, and the next thing. Um, well, um, well, one uh at this point in the movie, another big returning aspect of the Hasty era is our casual psychics. Our casual psychics, uh, our very casual our ca- our psychics. Comeback. Uh, fun fact is that the uh, actors who uh, portrayed the Cosmos in the previous film appear as teachers. Yes, as, I did. Uh, I actually yeah. did notice that because they're they're portrayed as twins. Yeah. and they talk together, yes. and I was like, that is very, very. Yeah. It's fair. the same. It's the same. Uh, it's the same actresses. Um, so basically they come in because they get the sense that this egg is responding to some sort of call or some sort of like it, it, stimuli. They're, they're basically that, saying that it responds to like, it's like, it feels like the egg changes color based on emotion right. and they feel like there is, you know, what, what is it reading and stuff like that. Well, bottom line, they get the kids to sing a psychic song right they they, they heard a song yeah. like they basically like the, the psychic kick comes oh up. no they read and they the the energy and being emitted from the egg matches like a like a certain frequency that sounds like a song right and then oh they yeah because the that's the thing it's it. like yeah oh, that's what it was that's i remember that yeah. now because they suddenly play a tape of the song right because right. they was like oh i think they heard this i heard this song or something and all of a sudden they have a tape of it right yeah which yeah. is like i thought was very odd uh but actually so that happens uh, baby, 
Uh, so basically, yeah. Out. So then all of a sudden, like the song plays, and then like the room shakes and stuff, and yeah. then the egg hatches. Yeah. And it is baby. Yeah. Which is. You did have kind of like maybe not a huge reaction, but you did have a like what? <laughs> like you were well, not expecting partially it. Partially because like they also call it like it's it's a baby Godzilla saur. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> which I had to correct you and being like the reason they're calling it that is because technically it would be a Godzilla saurus because it hasn't been mutated mutated yeah. yet. Because I completely yeah. forgot that was a major element yeah. of Ghidorah. Oh, so speaking of that, speaking of Ghidorah, so one uh, Miki. Comes back. Yes, Mickey has been in all these movies since Biolanti. That is yeah. very interesting. Uh, that is very, very. This interesting. is one of her, especially given Mothra, where she was more of a cameo, and that she was more uh, had a more Coulson, Phil Coulson appearance. Yes, yes. just like uh, the, the bring everything together. So terms. this time around, she is a member of G Force. Yes, uh, she is like one of their resident psychics. Uh, she's a full fledged member, and uh, this movie uh, get, puts a little bit of. Uh, gives a little bit of a point of view on this uh, on this character and mm-hmm. kind of uh, is slightly, cha- not changing, but giving us a new road to travel down with how we feel about uh, these monsters. Yeah, because uh, she's, she's sympathetic. She, she is becoming, because she is basically this time spending around this junior Godzilla is kind of made her sympathetic to mm-hmm. being more kind to these creatures. Yeah. And then, because the other thing they mention, which makes a lot of sense, is that they also base... The fact that the Godzilla saw the baby Godzilla egg mm-hmm. was in Rodan's nets, right. which is basically a thing that real world animals do do. That right. certain real world animals do leave their eggs in other, you know, animals' nests, right. and then basically have the other animal do all the work hatching it. Right. Um. And one of the things that one of the things that's not mentioned enough that I constantly make fun of in this movie is that. If you, you have to remember the canon of these movies. Yes. Miki went back in time at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. I would be talking about that constantly. <laughs> like ev- almost every well, other especially conversation. Especially the fact that this is like a you know a baby Godzilla saw. And yes. you went back in time to see the original. I was like, Godzi- I would be like, like the remember Godzilla- that time I went back in time? How about that, guys? Yeah. <laughs> especially um, how this one much more specifically relates. You feel like that would come up naturally. Yeah. Well. Hey, this is a thing that I saw back in the day. Well, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna step forward a little bit because the other stuff I want to talk about fits into some of my more thematic things. Is like I, they basically take her character because they find out through studying Baby that Godzilla operates because it has two brains. It has like one kind of like a uh, brain in its lower body that if you destroy it will paralyze him. But yeah, and this basically is like be I think thing. They basically like it kind of has the 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 lower brain has some sort of more bigger function with his movement yeah. and his his kind of like nervous system. We should also mention that there is one fight between Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla where uh Mecha Godzilla almost wins but doesn't. It's yeah, like that. Basically, the, I mean, yeah, I mean like I said like as much as he's on the title this this Mechagodzilla does not live up to the legend of the first one. He also doesn't... My biggest thing is... And he's a little bit better in the third act. But the problem is he doesn't have any cool tricks. No. Like that the other one did. No, because that was the thing. Like the first Mechagodzilla was awesome with the turnaround head and the finger cannons yeah. and stuff. And that... And this one is most has like kind of a secondary beam or something like that. It just got lasers. Yeah, it's just got yeah, lasers. It just got lasers. And and, and and really the rounded off head and the circular I did enjoy the callback to the original Mecha Godzilla that it flew, like that it flew in that kind of like yeah. straightforward super like that that the old one used to. Yeah, but it's like I did like I, that it, little it reference. It doesn't it doesn't live up to that hype. Especially because it's like you already you already saw Rodan. Yeah. Like and Godzilla have an absolutely brutal, amazing sequence of a fight. 
and then basically that that kind of fight because it's also like because also that first Godzilla Rodan fight is kind of unique. It takes place on kind of this vol like kind of this ashen type of island, yeah. you know, kind of this dirty sandy island has in the it kind of has a distinct look. Yeah. Whereas the Godzilla and Mecha Godzilla fight just takes place in the classic Godzilla field. Yeah. So it really doesn't have anything that makes it visually stand out. Like it feels like it's the exact same field from like Mecha Godzilla. This time, the only difference was there was uh, phone towers. Yeah. There. But basically, um, but, like, there's nothing to make that first Mechagodzilla fight unique. It's, it is essentially Mechagodzilla seems like it's dominating Godzilla, and then basically Mechagodzilla's power goes out, and then Godzilla just yeah. dominates it. I you do have to give credit to like Godzilla just bum rushes Mechagodzilla and just pushes him over. Yes, that was awesome. Right, because you also have all these. Like, I like the Godzilla suit in this movie quite a bit. Actually, it was designed where it was a little bit more top heavy and a little bit more slender in the legs, but it kind of led to this more like dinosaur. Uh, kind of movement. I just thought it was a very subtle. Like this was one of my favorite uh, suits uh, for Godzilla. No, and just think, how it I moved. Think, I think, like especially in comparison to how it started, the Hasty yeah. era Godzilla has really come into its own yeah. as a suit. But the reason, so anyway, all that stuff happened. But the, I, I wanted to get to the Miki stuff because the Miki, she's growing sympathetic towards this monster, and it's basically that classic tale of like, listen, you're a psychic, so when push comes to shove you're going to tell us where that second brain is and we're going to kill Godzilla. And then she has her moment like, I don't want to do it. And then like, oh, I'm going to do it, but I'm really sad about it. And yeah. it, a little bit more development on, on her character. Yeah. Um, but, it's, but, but it's just been interesting because it really is like unique that we have a, mo- a yeah. character go through like that, especially casually psychic like her. Yeah. So well, especially her origins in, in uh, you know, because she's not even like the main psychic in. Uh, no, no, she's in, not in Biolanti. Yeah, she's not like she's just like kind of a secondary psychic character, and the mm. fact that they keep bringing her back is is very. It's. I'm gonna be curious to see like if she continues to return to us in in these yeah. in the Hasty era. I'm very gonna be very curious to see kind of where that goes, mm-hmm. and if if there is any more development with her character. One thing I would like to talk, I would like to introduce the rest of the movie in this way. I want to talk a little bit thematically about this movie. Yeah. What I did like about this movie as I was watching it is that in a similar way where there was a lot of marveling at Mothra and there was a lot of those themes of like the world collapsing in on itself. Mm -hmm. I did like in this movie that there was always this constant theme that nature operates on this level that humanity doesn't understand right. and that when the chips are all down that human that nature will always overcome whatever humanity creates yeah um and that was portrayed in ways of maybe allyships between the monsters um throughout uh you know these monsters calling each other like there really is like because Godzilla's thing it's like they never really portray it as like this is Godzilla's like kid yeah it's just another Godzilla but it's almost like Godzilla's always like chasing after this thing because it's just like it's it's nature is calling right because um, there is there is again that kind of hinted like a little bit of a psychic connection between like sure. where that song kind of calls the only thing monsters. anytime things are triggered is when like there is something otherworldly going on so yeah. when the psychic kids sing their little psychic song like that's when rodan appears like in like you know is reborn basically like again. rodan is basically kind of powered up essentially into yeah, like and becomes uh fire rodan i was about to how, say fire rodan yeah, like that's I, that's what he's called uh, really yeah okay that's the just, official I was, name i was just gonna say fire rodan no like, the official name is fire rodan 
basically yeah. like like a like when a when a Final Fantasy boss gets resurrected. Yeah, he's he's Super Saiyan Rodan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like that. That's what was really poignant to me was that there was this there there was just this sense of um the otherworldly aspect of nature that's always being yeah. that's always triumphing over what man does and it kind of like does that thing where by the end of it it's, by the end of the movie it's kind of like wiping that slate clean of who is the bad guy and the good guy it's just like hey listen there's this stalemate between uh the machine you created and nature because nature it operated in this weird way it's uh the the connection is cross species. Yeah, it's uh you know between psychics, between pterodactyls, between little dinosaurs, between big dinosaurs. Yeah, and uh, and it all kind of culminates at the end of this movie where you know um and this is going w- way ahead, but then Rodan eventually sacrifices itself <laughs> to power up Godzilla, the same creature that pretty much killed him at the right. beginning yeah, of the God, movie. Rodan gives his life force. Yeah. That's how they explain it. They gives his life force to Godzilla to basically reawaken. Right, because it's all about like, you know, and I viewed it as this uh, message of, you know, nature having kind of like this cyclical symbiotic relationship with each other that will always trump yeah. whatever man throws it. And I, and I, that's the thing that really was powerful to me about the movie. Um, and, it was those elements that when the movie was really focusing on that became strong enough for me to kind of maybe overlook some of the other things. Because honestly, we can sit here and talk about like, oh, this one, this quote unquote budding relationship between the scientist and pterodactyl guy. And they, they to their credit, tried to do the, hey, let's take a ride on my pterodactyl, like a hella, hella it's helicopter. It's basically his pterodactyl copter. Yeah, his, his pterodactyl copter. And you, you get what they're going for. It's like a cute little romance beat, right, and it's fine. Because and, like, cause it's also, I mean, we really have, there's that main scientist girl who basically is like, in taking care of the egg, and then basically kind of becomes a surrogate mother, yeah. surrogate caretaker. She be, yeah, she becomes the Elliot to this uh, Godzilla's ET. It's like she's like, no, we can't. It's like uh, she, he's mine. Like it's like we can't just like if well if he's gonna go in there, then I'm gonna go in there. Like it's like she, or uh, the you can do it. Shoot. Yeah, exactly. Um, wait. No. You can't do it. I'm. I had. I had the one. Ready. I was. I was gonna say. I had the analogy ready. You don't even have an analogy ready. Well, I was gonna be like the one, the kid in the wheelchair yeah. to Mac. Yeah. From Mac and Me. Sure. Which is the better ET movie? No. No, it's not. E. T. Yeah. Mac and Me stinks. Um. But uh. Yeah. So there. There's all. There's all that stuff, and it's hard to talk about that stuff because, like I said, like it. It's fine. It's not all that interesting. Uh, the characters are yeah. not. It, it's no because again there's, in there's Mothra stuff. there was like the rogue that had family issues, and then by the end of the movie, well that's a they romance. A whole, a that's, whole a, that's a romance you buy. Yeah, you, you they have a chemistry, and the thing is, is like again, it really is like they want to do the romance, but it kind of is just like the base level. It's like the basic thing you need to do. There's nothing that really makes it more interesting to watch or unique. It's just like oh, they're romancing. They're romancing each other. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I will say a couple things. Yeah. Um, I, I did like your thematic yeah. uh, resonance. I think that kind of is very powerful stuff. Um, so Rodan reawakens and flies over many Japanese iconic... Oh, this. Yeah, this was funny. This was... So he flies over like a lot of iconic Japanese places. Right. And at one point I'm watching this movie... And he's flying over. It's like another. It's a green screen shot of him flying over. 
And I'm looking at this and I'm like, wait a minute. That's Space Mountain right there. And then it cuts back to Rodan and he's flying over goddamn Tokyo Disneyland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. It's because it's very distinctive. It's not like, oh, like they snuck it in. It's like, it's very much clearly like, there's the Cinderella Castle from Tokyo Disneyland. And then it flies over. That baseball. was funny. I, yeah, I, I missed um, that even. But on even my like, I will say that like even that fire Rodan versus Mecha Godzilla fight. Wait, like, can we mention when he explodes that one helicopter that's carrying the uh, oh, yes. the, the truck that yeah. has baby in it? Yeah, like he just flies by the helicopter, explodes, and then there's this awesome, like, really kind of corny but amazing shot of just like these two claws just grabbing yeah. the thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Uh, but but no, they, yeah, he has a fight with Mecha Godzilla, and like that really is kind of the most interesting that Mecha Godzilla is because it's like what's funny about it is that the way they kind of portray it is that the group that's in there so it's like the main pilot it's miki and like that weird american girl um that i guess we're going to talk about her in a second yeah 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 yeah. um but like they're all prepared to fight godzilla and they're like oh shoot it's it's rodan yeah they they weren't prepared for to also fight a a souped up pterodactyl like a a powered up pterodactyl like a like it has like in Smash Brothers, it has a spirit yeah. of Fire Mario. He's caught the Smash Ball, and you yeah. just never know right. when he's going to press B. But basically, that's what—that's the most interesting that Mecha Godzilla is in this movie. Yeah, is when he's fighting that powered up Rodan because they really do feel they give it a sense of like, well, we got to improvise yeah. because we're 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 we built this to fight Godzilla. Yeah, we built a Godzilla to fight Godzilla. We did not build a Godzilla to fight any other monsters. And once again, it's decent fighting. It's decent action. And, and again, and, and again, Rodan just steals the show. Yeah. It's just Rodan, especially in his powered-up form, just is powerful, has a, lots of unique attacks, yeah. uh, and, and just kind of it makes himself distinct. I'm going to credit this movie for doing something that I've credited other Godzilla movies for not doing. And that is, I've credited a lot of Godzilla movies for being a little bit more majestic, especially Mothra. Um, and then some of the more recent stuff is that it's it's very much it's not destruction porn. It's like destruction kind of like um, for eye rolling lack of a better term art. It's like yeah. it's like they're kind of making a meal of like, oh, this is like a giant force of nature just making its way through things. And it just happens to be destruction. Mm-hmm. This movie was destruction porn. Mm-hmm. But I but just again, the craft of it just made it very entertaining. Like when Godzilla comes up to shore earlier in the movie and it's just laying waste to like all like the the cities and everything it just it looks it the 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 practical nature of it and like all the effects i was just very happy with and i just was very happy with what it looked like and it goes back to like the fighting and um like when like rodan gets like thrown into a building essentially like Mm -hmm. it looks awesome yeah um when like there, there's also another amazing moment in this when Godzilla is almost beaten essentially, and yeah. then Rodan sacrifices himself, and then there's like that amazing like the, the the theme starts and the march starts, and it's like this beautiful like kind of golden red like thing going on. Like Godzilla goes Super Saiyan. Yeah. Godzilla gets mm-hmm. the Smash Ball and just lays waste to Mecha Godzilla, and in the with the with the theme going like dun 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 dun. Here's the thing. What's funny because we that theme really wasn't present. Yo, for a lot of like the show era, yeah. But it's like it's such, it creates such a presence around Godzilla because yeah. that theme is so good. Well, it's, let's talk about uh, Ifakube because another like the quote unquote Rodan theme comes back, even though we kind of refer it like a little bit more right. to yeah, Ghidorah. Right. Yes, 
Yeah, but but also he does it very. It's like a very beautiful rendition of it too. Yeah, like the kind of just more a little more stringy, a little more like orchestral version. Well, it, of it. It, it it it's a motif. It's a theme in this one because when we first hear it, it is very much like how we've heard it before. But there are yeah. moments in it where they play it a little bit like like a little bit more like with strings yeah. or tragically like it's there's actual yeah. it's a it's a motif yeah, at this right. point. I do associate it more with 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 Ghidorah yeah. and that movie specifically but it really fits Rodan as well. And but and it goes to show like the power that of if Akube score like it's just we're just so happy when mm-hmm. we hear these yeah. things. And um, um, so yeah. And the last I mean uh, one thing last thing I want to get to is I do want to talk about baby a little bit. Just a little bit. Just yeah, little I mean bit. that I was going to get to that point because that kind of like takes us out to the end of the film yeah. really. And uh, here's the thing about Baby. Did you feel, real quick, actually, before we get into that, I did think that they did sell, like, oh, this is kind of a bummer to see Godzilla almost die. Yeah. That, they you, they you, did you sell feel, that. You feel for it, especially because it seems like, it, they make it seem like, I mean, Miki kind of sells it, but it makes it seem like a cheap shot. It makes it seem like it's Well, the, and I, I would actually say that's pretty good storytelling, because it's a very good shorthand, because it's, it's easy for us to be like, yeah, shoot missiles at Godzilla, but when it's like, let's cripple him, yeah. and then electrocute him to death, then you're like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Thing about baby is like, look, it's not as ugly as Manila was. Yeah, like, Manila was a very ugly baby that grew into something decent. Yeah, it still feels like the design feels a little bit more out of place than anything else in this movie. Because yeah. like the thing is, like we we talked about, like Rodan becomes less cartoony. Rodan is less of a Nintendo sixty four rare character in this movie. He's yeah. much more of a kind of a realistic, you know, kind of creature. Right. But but baby, as it's been affectionately named by yeah. the scientist, um. Still, has, he has like the big kind of almost anime-ish eyes, like and mm, stuff like that, mm, and it okay. kind of, you know, it just kind of has this like kind of little walk around, like kind of has like the droopy eyelids and stuff, and there's like all like kind of cute little slapstick with the characters sometimes. Yeah. It just feels like it's a little bit out of place in terms of what they're kind of setting up in both the Hasty era and this movie in particular. But really, at the end of the day, Baby is fine. Yeah, like it's not. It doesn't really distinctly like be like oh this is so over the top bad or anything like that it's just no like, no it's no, just, it's no. just it plays into a part of the movie you know and it basically like they did they, they, they things where like godzilla might be seeking it out but they keep shielding it from godzilla yeah. and then godzilla actually care for it or is it just like a natural thing yeah and then you know and then we'll say the one thing about baby they did not know that godzilla just wasn't going to step on that thing mm. Like, there was no way of them knowing. No. Like, Godzilla could be one of those things where it's like, there's another Godzilla, I gotta kill it. Like, yeah. he could be one of those right. animals. Because we don't know exactly, right, you don't yeah. know. It's yeah. <laughs> but, but eventually, I, yeah. like, you know, but then they, there was a sense of, like, a little bit, like, that the scientist growing closer to Baby um, was interesting. Um, and it, it does. It probably was honestly the strongest part of that human plot line at all. Was like just kind of. I connection. would say it's the most empathetic part. It's of the most it, empath. Yeah. I, I would say just purely from an empathetic point of view, it's the strongest. It's the easiest thing to follow in the movie. It, it has a distinctive arc that I'd agree with, uh, as opposed to everything else, which just kind of happens. Because at one point, basically, the plan is to lure Godzilla out so they can attack it with Mecha Godzilla once again, because they know about the second brain now. So like, we're gonna lure it out. They're going to use baby as bait. And they, you know, it's just a kind of the traditional, like, oh, I don't think we should use it as bait. I care about this creature. Oh, the government just wants to use it as bait. I guess that's what's going to happen. Well, I'm going to go with it. It's, like, very traditional. Maybe not the most unique or best way to do it. But just because that arc is so distinct and natural to an extent, mm-hmm. 
that moment just kind of works. Um, and yeah. it kind of ends up in a very interesting place too, because at the end of the movie, to just talk about the very end, yeah. um, Miki uses her psychic powers to be, cause ba- Godzilla, cause Godzilla and baby finally meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically Godzilla seems like it doesn't actually really care. And it's gonna, you know, yeah. Gonna run the movie off. was a little unclear. Like, is she mind controlling Godzilla or is she mind controlling right. the baby? That, like, that, but basically that, in essence, the idea is Miki uses her psychic powers to make sure that Godzilla they leave and together. baby leave together. Yeah, and um, but I and I thought it was a sweet moment. Like, um, I think that if it weren't for a lot of that thematic stuff that really becomes present in the third act of the movie, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. But yeah. I think like that kind of. I think. Stuff, it, I mean, I think like I think I said. I think overall the Rodan monster action. Yeah. And to like just a Rodan monster action and that third act elevate this movie in a way where it's not the best of the Hasty series, but yeah. it still kind of is a so- very solid entry. It wasn't, uh, so what's the thing with the American girl again? So the, the one thing I love about this movie is that there were two American actors who almost got through the movie without mm-hmm. being Right, because there's, there's the one like American like executive of G-Force. Yeah, he is one of the top designers of Mechagodzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Which again is like weird because it's like the, it's this character. Yeah, he's the guy who, who gets In the tri- movie a lot. Yeah. And... It's just like, but there's no like, oh, this is one of the characters of our movie. Like, it's like, you don't really, no, I don't remember always, his name. He's always just there just watching Mechagodzilla yeah. and be like, this is the time Mechagodzilla is going to win the fight. Yeah, but you know, like, if they would do that now, that would be like, I don't know, like, that would be like like the John Goodman role. Like, they, they would bring right. in an actor of that would That would be John, John C. Riley. Yeah, exactly. Like you would bring a John C. Riley type, and he would be just like some G Force executive. Right. Like it's so. Yeah. It's just funny. Like there's not even like that amount of presence. But, right. but and I forget the line he said. But he had a pretty terrible line. Mm-hmm. A line reading. Well, but, I think wasn't it like something about like he's I, I, the basic essence of it. Like he was seeing the designs for like the the the, the plane. Yeah. And he was like, which basically like his design was like, what if we took my plane and attached it to Godzilla like a backpack? Yeah. Which and, okay. and basically like this is the future that. We need. Yeah. This is what really is going to put us over. It was like something to that extent. Where yeah. like, this is really going to. Well, the best was at the end with. Yes. Yeah, so, but this, this is the, this is the one with the girl yeah. where everybody. Yeah. So the, yeah, the, the, we talked about it before. It's like the American girl who's kind of part of this pilot team for Godzilla. Yeah. Or for, for Mecha Godzilla. Essentially, we're doing the classic Godzilla at the end of the movie. We are spelling out the theme of the movie. Yeah. Fine. We've yeah. done it many times. <laughs> Whatever. So, but basically, right. it's like, like we've done it before, and it's up to us to destroy all nuclear weapons. Right. That whole thing. The classic Godzilla trope. So I can't remember. I was I was on my phone just a minute ago because I was trying to see if I could find the line. But the line was essentially somebody's like, um, like maybe it's not up to like man to make life because life will always triumph over anything else. Yeah. And then one of the characters like w- over what else? And she's like, like artificial life. <laughs> like, yeah, like, 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 machi- like machine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like machine life, artificial. Like it was just like. It was already like you're spelling it out, and then like you just ta- you just cap it with like the the worst line reading of yeah because it was really like the flattest like what kind of life artificial life like it was yeah. just, it was so bad it was so bad you know I may actually just pull it and put it in the episode because I'm not doing it justice yeah like you, right. you just put it right here. not it's not yeah. a quote but you can put it right here yeah put it right here will there's proof for all that life always conquers life sir yeah life against artificial life wasn't that terrible yeah. Nick? that was awful and we know because we watched it mm-hmm. editing 
<laughs> the magic um, of podcasts. Like I said, so my opinions on this movie are pretty clear. I'm very excited to see where it ends up on the uh, uh, on the rankings. Um, but in yeah. terms of the Honestly, in terms of the Hasey era, this may be my second favorite one. Okay, I would, I, I would not disagree. Yeah, with, I mean, because I think Mothra is up the top. Mothra is the best one of these. It really so is. Far. Like, it's, it's for me. It's like, yeah, it's like it's right. I think it would maybe put this right in the same wheelhouse as Ghidorah. Yeah. Um, because again, it's just I think again, it is. I'm not gonna hide that like and these movies have that big monster action. I mean that's that's Megalon is very high on my list for that exact reason. Yeah. Megalon is a movie with no plot. Yeah. But the monster action sure. is so much well, fun. Well that's why I think what saves a lot of this. And it's movie, really yeah. that's it's the same sort of deal with this movie. Yeah. It has a little bit more plot than Megalon. I'm not gonna say it's a Megalon level plot, but really it's like this insane action and and the technical aspects of this movie uh really elevate it over like over the fact that it has a plot line that really is just mm-hmm. middle of the road at best. One note I did have here is that the original ending for the film was uh, Godzilla stro- destroys the Garuda jet, mm-hmm. uh, but is killed by Mecha Godzilla, and then the Garuda's nuclear reactor explodes and resurrects uh, Godzilla. Um, that was an alternate ending. Another ending that was considered was that Godzilla's uh, escaping life force after being killed would have mutated Baby into the new Godzilla. Mm. And I think these are two elements of Godzilla lore that you should put in your back pocket, Nick. Uh so, uh, I don't yeah. have a back pocket yeah. on these pants. Um, who's Harrison Ford in this movie? Ah, uh, honestly, he could have been the white guy. He could have been like the like the, the the guy that we were just making fun of, like one of like the leaders of like yeah. the uh, or or like the higher boss that like when when he gets fired goes to the park. He's his parking lot attendant. <laughs> He's the when 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 the yes. plane guy gets fired and goes to the parking lot. He has to report the Harrison Ford. Notes. Oh my god! Like Harrison Ford's like a no nonsense hard knocks like like parking. Uh, You're gonna uh, park these cars. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. All right, Nick. Let's wrap this. Let's wrap this ish up. Um. So movie comes out. Uh, makes slightly less than Mothra, but is still a fairly uh, successful movie. Um, remember I told you that uh, Toho was putting a little bit more uh, effort into um, advertising this one? Yeah. Uh, they did even more after the release of the movie. Uh, Toho further promoted the film's merchandise by opening a Godzilla-themed simulation ride um, called Monster Planet of Godzilla, uh, which featured uh, the captain of a spacecraft, uh, which lands on the planet of that's inhabited by Godzilla, Rodan, and Mothra, and it's basically just like we gotta escape. Mm-hmm. So eh, that's kind of nice, and uh, that's kind of fun because we've seen so many rides like that right now. Yeah, um, I think I would really like because I think there's a temporary one that's coming to a Tokyo lot or yeah. Tokyo. Because I mean, I, I don't think I've talked about this before. They were they were really close to doing a uh, Godzilla ride at Epcot. Uh, in, oh, in, really? In the Japan Pavilion. Oh shit. Um, but that never came together. I, I think a Godzilla like motion like a permanent motion simulator, especially something at like a Disney or Universal, yeah, uh, would be really cool. Yeah, I think you could do something really neat with it. Um, and uh, as far as the reception to it, like I said, it was like, successful in Tokyo. Um, there are a lot of people who definitely view this one as being very much delivers on the monster action in a very well directed way, more so than most of the. Um, 
uh, Heisei era up mm-hmm. until this point. Um, but, you know, shares some of the similar criticisms of just kind of like storytelling and pacing. Right. The one major element of this movie that's often just um, applauded is uh, Ifakube's score yeah. on it, where everybody enjoys the returning themes. They love the Mecha Godzilla march, and, you know, they just, his, his stamp is just all. Um, over if a cubie is a good if if a cubie is a classic. Um, so in, in terms of that going forward, um, that is pretty much it when it comes to Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla two. Uh, as I yes. said, final statements. I enjoy the film uh, very much thematically. Um, and uh, I think it delivers aces in its monster actions. I think as you are one hundred percent correct in that. Rodan is the show stealer in this one. Uh, and really becomes the monster in many ways. Like, has by the end of, like, uh, Okoara, I should say, has a really good sense of by the end of this movie making you feel for the monster that you want to care for. Because yeah. by the end, you feel for Mothra and Batra uh, by the end of Godzilla uh, versus Mothra. Mothra yeah. In this one, you very much feel for Rodan. Yeah. Um, who, you feel for Rodan, yeah. and you feel to an extent, even, you're like, you're right. You feel for Rodan for Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, and even they, they do a little bit with Baby. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, no, I, I agree. It's, High monster. I, I I know high, I liked it a little bit more than you did. But high, high monster action, middling human plot. Yeah. Great technical aspirations. Yeah. It's it's it definitely is up there still with the with the Hasey stuff. Yeah. I mean it's like it's really like I think this Mothra and Ghidorah are like you know of the five we've seen those are the three solid ones. Uh, obviously I think Mothra is an all timer. Uh, and I I think it's basically like right it's kind of right next to it's kind yeah. of almost similarly. I like I like these movies better than those I think overall, but uh, it's kind of actually how similar to how I feel about uh, Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough mm-hmm. is that they're both solid entries and I think they're kind of right next to each other. Yeah. I kind of feel like the same thing with Ghidorah and 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 uh, this one um, with Mechagodzilla too. They're just basically they're both solid entries, yeah. have their flaws, but also have lots of strength and they're right next to each other. Very well said, Nick. Um, next time uh, yes. in the Heisei series, we'll be going into the sixth film um, in Godzilla versus space godzilla oh i'm i this is yeah. one i know the name of i don't know anything about the movie yeah but i'm very excited to learn about space godzilla i'm visitor from the stars lots of monsters i'm really excited two. i'm really excited to see space godzilla all right but next time's not a godzilla episode it's a bond episode where are we going hey Nick? we're a new era oh yeah we know we're starting a new we're starting uh, whole a new, thing yeah we're starting a new era it's gonna be starting the daniel craig era i'm gonna finally discover if i'm gonna like all these movies less or some of them more. Yeah. Who knows? I'm very curious to see where I will stand on the Craig era once we get through those films. Uh, uh, but yeah. we got to start at the beginning of the Craig era. Uh, we're going to talk about how Daniel Craig got chosen. We're going to talk about who might have been Bond, the other candidates. And we'll talk about a very, uh, very popular Bond entry uh, and a very distinctive one. It's 2006s, I think. Yes. Yeah. Two, yes, 2006. Yeah. Casino Royale. Cool. All right. We're done. I'm done. You're done. We're done. Meh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't what? know. What? What uh, was that? I don't know. All right. Bonzillapod at gmail.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash Bonzilla007. Twitter.com slash Bonzilla007. You can like and subscribe, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Uh, we have lots of episodes now. So if this is your first one, hey, welcome. Yeah. Are, are you are, are you done? I am done, and I think I'm going to have to talk to somebody else. About 
Mecha King Kong. Oh. <laughs> I think this is going to take you to therapy. Well, cause, <laughs> well no, because wait, wait, hold on. So I just did Mecha, Mechanic Kong is yeah. what we said, but I just said Mechanic King Kong. Right. So that one could also kind of work, but that's yeah. really long. So right. Mechanic Kong is still probably the solid, solid one. Well, everybody, goodbye to you guys. Nick, step into my office. Your session will begin right now. 1967. <laughs>